Hi, I'm Shannon Applecline of Designers and Dragons, and you're listening to Morris's unofficial Tabletop RPG Talk. This week, Morris, Peter, and Jessica are live at UK Games Expo recording from the convention. In the news, lots of Pathfinder updates from PaizoCon, the Orc License Draft 3 is out, Origins Award finalists announced, and more. Plus, Q&A from the audience, a brand new sketch about strange new worlds and lack of endings, and the return of our favorite game in all the world. Guess the Kickstarter from just the name. This week on Morse's unofficial tabletop RPG talk, live from UK Games Expo. This podcast is sponsored by Hudson the Puppy. Hudson, for all your sitting, fetching, spinning, paw-giving, midnight barking, and bottom-sniffing needs. What I want to know is, how does a puppy manage to afford to sponsor a podcast? And how does it even know what a podcast is? For that matter, what is a podcast? Ah, uh, oh, never mind. All the tabletop role-playing news We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse And Morris is unofficial tabletop RPG Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Russ, a.k.a. Morris, or Morris, a.k.a. Russ, and we are recording live at UK Games Expo in front of a massive audience of one, two, three, four, five, six people, brave enough to turn up. (laughs) And with me this week is... Peter Coffey from the Southampton Guild Royal Players, Russ, as ever. It is a delight to be here, especially now with such a delightful crowd of people. Hello, everyone. And joining us also, it is the one, the only, the cruelest taskmaster that I have ever laboured under. It's... It's me, Jessica, from EN Publishing. Um, but sadly, with, not with us are the two people that wandered in the room, realised what this was, and then left. But we do definitely have six people here. Can you guys prove it by cheering or something so the listeners will know that you do exist and we're not making you up? Everyone's silent. <laughs> so, so what we do when we when we record it normally is, in order to sync up our three audio tracks, we yes. do this clapping thing. Yes. Um, uh, so that Daryl, our sound engineer, can match up the three audio claps by the clap. Yes. We don't need to do that today because there's only the, the, the one recording. But we thought it would just be fun if the audience just joined in the traditional clapping ceremony. Yes, then you're part of the podcast. Because, to be honest... That is the best bit of the podcast. Yeah. And it's all True. downhill from there. Yeah, 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 yeah. True facts. I cannot dispute it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, we're going to clap and then we'll have peaked. <laughs> so, okay. Are we ready? So we're going to go three, two, one, then everybody clap. Are we okay. ready? Three, two, one. Oh, that was so oh, fun. That's the most synchronized we've ever done. Uh, that has never ever. been that synchronized before, ever. Yeah, that's true. Did true. everyone enjoy that? I mean, Woo! I had a great time. I, uh, I had a hell of a time. Well, I guess we're done now then. Yeah, oh, all right. Well. Thank Thanks you very much. Go. That was great. We'll yeah. head off. Okay. All right. How shall we start? Shall we start? Should we talk with about the news? Some news. What? Let's or do we news. do some listener questions first? Oh. Uh, should we should we do news and then news? if people didn't come uh, with questions because they're thinking gosh there'll be a crowd here and I won't need to ask one they can think of think one. of a question right. then, start yes, thinking yes. of a question and we'll get to them later but we'll yes. start with the news like, yes. like preferably preferably I'm just going to say a tabletop RPG related question because I have met nerds before uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes you yeah. know what you did yeah, okay I'll, so, I'll answer most questions with the right, reason right, I don't right, mind start with the news and the, and the first bit of news I wanted to mention was yes the Origins Awards. Nominees. I didn't Ooh. know this bit of news. It's not my cue cards. Well, Please I carry do know on. this bit of news because it's on my phone right well here. And I found it just before the podcast started. That's very professional of you. Yes. 
So, Origins Awards, they cover, like, all sorts of gaming. They cover mm-hmm. um, board games and all sorts of stuff. And we don't deal with that on this podcast. We are an RPG podcast. So, I'm only going to mention... I nearly headbutted the microphone. <laughs> don't do that. Try not to do that. I think I want to do. No. <laughs> um, I'm only going to mention the RPG categories, which is only a couple of categories of the mm. awards. So, there's, mm. there's a lot more. There's, like, dozens of things nominated. But, in the RPG category... What have we got? We have got... We have... Blackbirds by Andrews McMeal Publishing. I don't okay. know that one. Um, Does anyone else know McMeal's it? Andrews McMeal's the ones that were going to publish does. Motherlands, wasn't it? Into the Motherlands and then oh, decided right. to make yeah, RPGs. Right. Yeah. right. So I guess that's one of their last products or something? I don't know. No. Question mark. Who knows? No. I'm sure they know. I don't know. I know. We also have Blade Runner from Free League. That Ooh. one I do have. I have that. Wrong. I'm going to run their starter set soon. At this point in the podcast, Jessica and Nori turn around, grab up her copy of the Blade Runner RPG, and then wave it yes, at myself and Russ. Free League sends I didn't Jessica bring with me. a copy of everything they release. Yeah, yeah. I'm likeable. Yeah. As opposed to me, who gets nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's because I you interviewed them on Not D&D, okay. and yeah. they're like, we'll send you a copy of the game for interviewing us. I was like, thank you, that's really nice. And then yeah. they just kept sending me books, <laughs> and I've just... Kept quiet about it. <laughs> I'm on a list Until somewhere. Now. You're worried if you mention it, they might stop. I've mentioned it a lot on the podcast, though. So yeah, yeah but no one listens. Anyway, yeah, anyway, okay. Listen I, of course, everyone does. That's why we have six people here. Quality <laughs> <laughs> over quantity. That's I know. How we roll. Yes, correct. Mm. So okay, so Blade Runner by yes. Freely. Yeah. So also we with. have Coyote and Crow. Nice. Oh yes. Nice. The Native um, American one. Which yeah. was the Native? Yes, the Native yep. American one. We have Tea Time Adventures. I don't know what that one is by Snowbite Studio. Heard of that one? No. Anyone here no. heard of that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, what is it? What is it? Is it then? Someone in the audience knows. Uh, um, wholesome uh, family non-conflict. Uh, okay. Adventures. Wholesome family non-conflict adventures. I'm just repeating it just in case the mics yeah. don't pick up for you. The lead designer was an Obama um, consultant. Oh, wow. The lead designer was an Obama consultant, did you say? Yes. Wow. wow. Today we have... Left. All right. Thank you. Today uh, we have touched stardom I feel, in a I very feel... remote way. <laughs> <laughs> in a very sort of seven degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of way. Uh, I, I feel the level of expertise in this podcast can only... <laughs> yes. Anyway. All right. We're going to get replaced. The final nominee for RPG Corals is, again, Free League. Go on, make a guess. I saw it on your phone, so I can't. All right. Uh, I thought it was Walking Dead. It is not The Walking Dead. That's no. not out yet. Okay. It is the One Ring. Oh, nice. Yes, which yeah. Jessica also has. I also have that as well. I do. It's yeah. very pretty. Yes. The, uh, the game that I... Well, that makes sense, all those nominations. Kickstarter, then it appeared to retail before my Kickstarter copy arrived. That one. I'm still sore about that. Uh, I couldn't tell. Really? You? <laughs> all right, so that's, that's, that's the ones. Origins <laughs> Game Awards then well, for the RPG, RPG one. You actually Core Rules one. They've got another category. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and the other category is RPG Supplements. Right. Nice. Okay. Do you want to hear about them? Yeah. Yeah, go on. So we have Agents of June. Which is, Ooh, um, nice. Oh, yeah, yes. okay. We have the Blade Runner Starter Box, mm. which is Free League. I would say that's kind of a core. Cool, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, because they, they have a core book and they have the starter set, okay. so I think they're both in there. Fair mm. enough. Uh, Fallout Starter Box, Modiphius. Mm. Okay. Warhammer Fantasy Enemy Within Volume 5, Cubicle <laughs> 7. Okay, yeah. Oh, and I'm it, playing that. You're playing it? Yeah. Well, you are playing an award-nominated game. Wow. Wow. Do you feel special now? Uh, yes. Does that make your game feel better? Uh, Yes. Why not? Good. (laughs) Okay. I'm glad. And finally, finally we've got another starter box, which is the Zweihander starter box from Andrews McNeil. Oh, okay. Another Andrews McNeil product. Another Andrews McNeil, yes. 
Okay. They are prolific. Basically, it's all Modiphius, Freedy, and Andrews McMill mainly. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Uh, they may be the ones who are entering. <laughs> don't we yeah, don't we know. didn't enter. Did we not? No, we forgot. I didn't enter. When we say we, me, I, yes. I meant to do that and didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. But we are, we do have a stand at Origins. So oh. if you're not at the UK Games Expo yes. uh, and are in the US and you're going to Origins, we have a stand there for level up stuff. Oh, and when I say we, myself and Russell. No, no yeah. the three of us will not physically be there because oh, plane sorry. tickets be a lot. <laughs> we will be there in spirit. We'll be yes. there in spirit, emotionally. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for the Origins Award. You are news. welcome, Jessica. Not the yes. award. <laughs> I didn't get one. <laughs> Jessica, you have won uh, the Origins on behalf, Award. I would like to accept it. <laughs> what would you, what, if I was to win an Origin Award, what do you think it would be for? Be careful. <laughs> so much silence. They're like, she can reach and me. She's not on Zoom. <laughs> As recorded live in front um, of the studio audience. <laughs> Because hmm. you two could be for like writing games and designing, but I don't do that. So you I just, don't do that. Do they have a logistics and fulfillment category? They do not. They should. They should. How exciting would that be? Yeah. <laughs> and do you think you'd win it? Yes. Compared to all the other logistics and fulfillment people in the RPG industry. Oh, I, yeah. I, 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 the, well, all the ones that sound enter, biased, sure. But yeah, publishing <laughs> Kickstarters get fulfilled really quick. Yeah. The Dungeon Delver's Guide was fulfilled like almost six weeks early. It was? It was. Oh, I'll give you that. You will. Thank okay. You. Okay. So we do some more news. Yes. Because yeah. we got lots. We got some different bits. We got. Oh, oh there was a documentary. Was yes. That, which appeared on the YouTube's. Mm-hmm. One or more of the YouTube's. On the World Wide Web. Probably one of the YouTube's, and this is from Time Studios. Is that related to Time Magazine? Oh. Or is it something else entirely? I don't know. Yeah. You've got. You got the news item. You wanted to know. This is this is your this news bit, and then, this isn't on my card. I have okay. some cards okay. with stuff. So I haven't. Yes. All right. I haven't watched it. Okay. Yes. Good. <laughs> Good start. Okay, so there's a documentary so uh, but I do on know. YouTube what? Okay. by somebody. <laughs> Can we, should we, should we, should we, so what's the documentary about? What's right. it called? It's about Come D&D on. and the history of D&D okay. and yes. the history of the role-playing game community. Okay. So apparently. I'm okay, wondering. great. Great, great, great. Um, uh, it's about 40 minutes long. Okay. And it goes from sort of like the 1970s and the satanic panic scare stuff in America. Lovely. Right. And, I love that. Um, also about how um, some charities role-playing games for sort of therapeutic pur- or, or socialisation purposes yeah, and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you whether it's any good or not because I haven't watched it. But what's, it what's it called? It, it's a good good question. It's right there. <laughs> ah, excellent question. It's I can cool. see it. I can see it over your shoulder. Question. I was trying to prompt you. <laughs> it's it's cool. so professional. Adventure never ends. Mm-hmm. A tabletop saga. It's oh. a good title. And I like it. it. On YouTube. Yeah, hey, thank you. And well, you can watch it if you wish. Thank you for that but fascinating news section. Because I can't tell you what to do. But if you want to watch it, you can watch it. Thank you for your thorough research for that news item. You are welcome. Okay. Do you want me to tell <laughs> you some news? Give me some I news. actually did research it, and I wrote cue cards, so okay. so we know I'm better. Um, anyway, so Pathfinder. I don't know if anyone's heard of that niche RPG. Um, so <laughs> PaizoCon uh, 2023 uh, mm. taking place and so we've got loads and loads of news from Pathfinder this week which is great um, so they've got the new um, player core and new GM core which we talked about before and they released the standard mm. colour covers of the books mm. this is a podcast so we can't show you that mm. no. for those in the room we you can look on your phones yeah. <laughs> well I, I mean it's uh, quite oh. small look <laughs> I'm just holding up my phone for there it's not oh, reasonable well, normally I would just attempt to but describe because yeah. before we had the, the sketches and they are selling the sketch versions mm. of it but we I also have the colour arts yeah I'm really glad they're releasing those because I think I think that's probably the one I'll get when I get it um, okay. but yeah anyway so they released the covers of that so we saw it so pretty mm-hmm. art and pretty art is pretty mm-hmm. uh, is the summary and of that by Wayne Reynolds who always does their covers mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. and they also released more errata changes 
so we knew they were going to do our changes yep. anyway so they just announced the other ones great um, but they also announced more elements of the game which are changing to and it's all like stuff to basically DOGLify it they're so they're dropping the drought I heard well, that. yes, they're, they are dropping the drought because... They're not dropping the de-emphasizing, as I understand that. No, they're, they're oh, removing they're, they're removing the drought because it's so oh. linked to DMD branding. Yeah. People, more people have arrived. People, no. people coming in. Hello. We've got, we've got, we now have eight people. Woo. Eight people. Last time this Love happened, they left wow. immediately. So we'll see what yes. happens. Um, <laughs> <Not fit. laughs> welcome. No, seriously, they walked in. They, asked, they went, "What is this?" And we said, and they went, "No." And walked off. <laughs> not so, for me. Good. I know. Uh, I'm not uh, part. Anyway, yeah. so um, yeah, so they are dropping That's, the drow from yes. Pathfinder. And when you say um, dropping the drow, you're not like off. off the air dropping. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I wasn't there when they did it, but it's because it's so ingrained with D&D branding yeah. there's not mm. a way they can take that without it being there's you know. quite a few monsters like that but I think Drow yeah. were the only OGL ones because mm. like Mind Flayers and mm-hmm. Beholders and stuff like that exactly you use anyway but Drow yes. yeah yeah, um, and they're also overhauling loads of heritage, heritages, but the drow are being removed. Heritages. Heritages. Is the correct way to pronounce it. I think it's heritage. I think you'll find. Um, <laughs> anyway, Every week. Uh, they <laughs> <laughs> oh, please continue. That's always Peter's favourite part of the podcast when we deliberately mispronounce words. Just I, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never mispronounced a word in my life. Never. No. Anyway. They also reveal plans uh, to overhaul classes, weapons, proficiencies, spell casting, uh, and feats. And a lot, but a lot of them are being overhauled because they're being DOGLified. But it's not a new edition. It's not. No, and <laughs> we, Even though they're overhauling everything. It's not do you know what? I don't think this is a new edition. It's remastered, and they're basically going. We need to get the OGL out of this because. Well, everyone here knows because well, like, January happened. But also because they're making their orc license, which we can talk about in a second. Yes, because that is the next thing. Does someone else want to talk about that? I, I have it written on my card if you'd like. Go, if you like. So okay, have you read license. it? I'm not the actual license itself. Good, okay. Okay, good. I've been here with UK Games Expo. So have I, look. <laughs> <laughs> they only did it yesterday. Okay. Um, so the orc license, this is now the third version. So if everyone yeah. here know what the orc license is. The open RPG license. I'm seeing a lot of nods. Paizo yeah. and um, Azura Law. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also Arloys. Yes. yes. Um, uh, created in order to replace the open gaming license after Wizards of the Coast did something back in December, January. I can't think Decisions were made and then the Allegedly. Made. Allegedly. allegedly. Um, There's no allegedly about it. They did. <laughs> I just don't want to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> and I hear if you use that word, they can't see. That's, that's the have I got news for you way of doing it, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway. Which we are pretty much the same. You're talking about the Orc license and and how it's on version 3. Good. Yeah, so I was saying what it was, but everyone knows what it is, so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that anymore. So, Mm. this is now the third draft. Every time they release a draft, they say, okay, give give us some feedback and we'll have the final license out soon. And this is now the third time they've done that. Mm. So, hopefully, this is the third time, the last time they'll do it. Um, But this last draft is just a few sort of language changes. It's not any massive structural stuff. So, Mm. there's things like product identity, which this is. Yeah, it's boring legal term yeah. definitions. Like just clarifying what it is. Open gaming license yeah. called the stuff that you reserved for yourself, sort yeah. of like your character names or your place mm-hmm. names or, or stuff like that. Yeah, more creative writing. So, so they've yeah. decided to change that now to reserved material. So it's just like some of the sort of legal that. terms they're changing mm-hmm. to their own legal terms that they've come up with, rather than the ones. That makes uh, sense, doesn't uh, it? Yeah. I know what I, I mean. I mean, reserved reserve material. Like, I feel like I have a sense that it's material that I have reserved. Yeah, it makes more sense of product Potentially identity, myself. Yeah. Whereas product identity, it's like, I don't know, like... I tell you what, with product identity, whenever I saw people discussing it on the internet, and there are people that, 
you know, would get things that confused with intellectual property. Yes. And so they'd say, you can't declare that as product identity because it's not copyrightable. And it's like, that's not what that means. <laughs> and that's just a confusion because it's got the same initials. So I think oh, changing right. it to, this is so boring, reserved material. Yeah. Is <laughs> oh, oh, IP versus PI was confusing for people. Yeah, IP wow. versus PI, they get, they get it confused okay. when they're two entirely different things. Right, Good. right, right. This, yeah. this will be the bits that get edited out that you don't normally hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you get it live. Yeah. So lucky. Woo. Oh, that's basically it. Um, <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna, for another few days, and then hopefully they're gonna get a final version at the end it, of next week. It is good though, because it says to me that they are actually listening to the feedback. Because like they're only plans on doing a second one, but they clearly got enough feedback that they're like, okay, let's go yeah. try and do that. If you want to give your feedback, I, you can go to their official Discord in the next few days. There is a small, a smallish portion of people who are really pushing back against the viral nature of it, who don't like it. You know, the whole all mechanics have to be yes. open. Not and you have to include yes. the ORC license within it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some mm. people really, really, really don't like that. Oh. Yeah, okay. Um, what do you think about it? I think it's fine because you can use the ORC license if you want to do that. Yeah. You yeah. can use the OGL if you want to do something else. You can use yeah. Creative Commons if you want to do something else. You've yes. got three different licenses. Yeah. You'll do three different things. Yeah. Choose yeah. the one you like. Nobody yeah. gets any money when you do it. It's not like yeah. you're taking business away from Paizo by using the OGL. It's not That's like they true. get paid when you use it, is it? Yeah. So yeah. Okay. just use the one that works for you. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, that's my thoughts on the York license. You did ask. I did. You Thank you for sharing your opinions. Let that happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, it's fine. Yeah. Tell me about a video game, Jess. Okay, which what? Any? Well, not any video game. Something Pizo one. related, since we're talking about Pathfinder. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, wait, I do also have this noted on my oh. card. How interesting and exciting. Uh, anyway, so Paizo and BKOM Studios have launched a Kickstarter for the video game Pathfinder Abomination Vaults. How's it doing? Uh, it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was over a quarter of a million in, it was in Canadian dollars because wow. they're based in Canada which that's makes still. sense uh, that's fair yeah, right. uh, but yeah so it's doing really well and it's open till the end of June 254,792 Canadian dollars yeah wow yeah okay. what's that in pounds uh, 151,318 off the top of my head I just calculated that oh okay did you just yeah. make that up off the top of your head it's right there on Kickstarter <laughs> yeah. oh it converts it for you oh okay <laughs> Today, okay, cool. No, I, no, I calculated that like a mathematical genius. I thought I you am. just did. And I was like, what? I should have stuck <laughs> what with that. It's happening. Uh, but anyway, yes, anyway. it's $30 you can pledge uh, and to get the game, and it's running till the end of June. But yeah, so it's like a hack and slash uh, real time video game. So it's not like a virtual tabletop, uh, it's fair to say. Obviously, it's, yeah, it's Pathfinder like, themed. You get all the same characters. And it's not like Baldur's Gate, is it? Where it's kind of role play. No, no, it's, it's real time. So it's like Think mm. Diablo style yeah, that, combat yeah. type thing. Um, but yeah, obviously based on the Abomination Vaults mm. adventure path, but as a video game. So if you don't like playing role playing games anymore and you want to play that, you can play that. All right, you could that, still yeah. like role playing games and play that. I don't no, think you, you can. I think yes. I think no, if I you, can, I can do it. I think when you back the Kickstarter, you have to denounce tabletop RPGs. Uh, yeah, it'll be problematic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but anyway, yeah, but that's that's live now. That's going on. Talking to Kickstarters. Yes. yes. Do you anyone know how the Black Flag Kickstarter is doing? Has anyone checked it recently? Not oh, today, no. but I imagine it's it, doing really well. Yeah. I, d- I don't know. You have your phone in front of I you. I do. Shall I look it yeah. up? Yeah, let's okay. look it up. Bold choice. Okay. The best bit of the podcast. In the meantime, uh, you too, who are live, can look on your phone. Because we're going to do... Can. You too can look you on your phone. Here. What? You too back the Black oh Flag Kickstarter. That's you. Please do what you were doing while I do this filler thing. <laughs> we're going to play the Kickstarter game in a bit. And so use the time yeah, now to find an obscure TTRPG Kickstarter title and you can ask us and we'll try to guess what it is. Does, is, it, is, any, um, is everyone here familiar with the Kickstarter game that we used to do but we haven't done in about a year? No. 
You haven't done it in ages. <laughs> you haven't done it in ages. So what happens is... Mm-hmm. Well, what me- I'm to meant be to be filling while you right, do right, what you're trying you, you explain to do. it while I do that. Okay, good. All right, all right, all right. So the game is you will find the title of a TTRPG Kickstarter. And uh, just by that title, we have to guess what it is. That's, that's, I kind of said it from, yeah. Just, yeah. from just the name. And generally, we cut out the tagline because the tagline normally tells you what it is. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah. hilarity and 842,435 is on. Black is that great? British dollars, pounds, pounds, Canadian dollars? dollars. Please translate it into okay. Canadian dollars for us. Can we have it? I'll translate it into pounds for you. Yeah, I'll, no. have, it, I'll have it in pounds. You can give it 671,000 pounds. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Imagine it in the yeah. room. You could roll around in it. Good. Okay. Just, you know, I'm just trying to draw a yeah. picture on this audio medium. Let's send this. What are we doing next? Which one next? Moving swiftly on. Yes. <laughs> That's what we're doing next. We're moving swiftly on. Yes. What, what, some... what, what do you have written on your little bit of paper next? Next? Well, I was going to say happy Pride Month because um, it's June. Um, yes. So if you're part of the Le Jibitaqua, uh, community as it's well known uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so oh, it no, took me a moment to get that one okay thank you thank you. <laughs> have you not heard that I have not uh, anyway you. so Wizards of the Coast have launched their annual pride fundraiser store so you can buy D&D stuff that has the pride flag on which and I mean in fairness all the profits from sales goes towards the Trevor project which mm-hmm. is nice yeah. good because it's a good charity but always when big companies do a pride thing it just feels a bit you know, mm. corporate pride. Mm. Pink I don't washing. know. Yeah. Mm. Is that what it's called? Yes. There we go. Like um, greenwashing is when they pretend to care about the environment. So. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there we go. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, so, but, but, you know, it is Pride Month. Wizards of Coast have launched their annual Pride fundraiser. So mm. that's going on. Uh, and it goes for the Trevor Project, which is a really yeah. good charity. So in fairness, yeah. good. Yeah. Why mm. not? Why not? Why not? Okay. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Because I have another thing on my card, but I can save it <laughs> as an exciting finale. Um, there's a couple of little bits and pieces, but there's nothing major. Because, like, you know, we've been at UK Games Expo and I haven't really been following what's going on. That's okay. I mean, I can... there's, there's, there's a convention going on in Birmingham, UK. And we're the UK Games Expo. Yes, that is some news. Who knew? Uh, everyone. Because if they saw the title here. of this podcast and the people in the room are at the event. <laughs> yes, I suppose so. <laughs> Good. Uh, well, Free League have announced two new products that are available for pre-order now. Uh, so the One Ring Adventure because that we it talked about. it is a day, about. therefore, Free League have announced the product. Well, <laughs> I'm the Free League or Modiphius of Why do you sound mad about it, though? <laughs> well, no, I'm not like, mad about it. It's just... I like Free League games, they're nice. Yeah. Anyway, the One yeah. Ring Adventure, because they send me free books. Uh, the One Ring Adventure <laughs> convention, sponsored by Free League. Uh, no, we're not, just to be clear. Anyway, the One Ring Adventure <laughs> Compendium has been announced which is Tales from the Lone Lands uh, so that is the one their version of the One Ring mm-hmm. there's also a book out which I forgot to write on my card which is for their 5e version of the oh. Lord of the Rings role playing game mm-hmm. which you should have somewhere in front of you okay uh, what what's it called for? Oh, yeah, there we go um, the same adventures are available for yeah the same adventures oh is this the yeah. same one so, okay, so okay that's why I didn't write it down then it's a book which features the adventures a troll hole if ever there was one Okay. Uh, kings of little kingdoms, messing about in boats, not to strike without needs, and wonder of the northern world, and the quest of Amon Guroth, 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 Guroth. That was Gurothos. that was seamless. Well yes. done. Yeah. Um, and I, I, we, so yeah, it will come out in the end. It's fine. No one so, will notice. The One Ring, which is an Origins-nominated, award-winning role-playing game, has new stuff and things that you can pre-order. And also there's an expansion for... I always say this wrong. Is it Vason? I don't know. Is it Vason? 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 Vason. Let's go Vason. By Free League. 
let's confidently say Vaison. <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, the Lost Mountain Saga uh, is, so for that setting, it's like an expansion for it uh, coming out as well, which is good. And I have okay. a copy of that and I want to play it at some right. point because it seems really creepy. Super creepy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And I like that. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That is all the news I. That is all the news I have written on my cards. Because yeah, yeah a lot of Paizo news following PaizoCon yes. uh, with Pathfinder. Yeah. And a lot of announcements are waiting until Origins and Gen Con. So this yeah. is like the calm before the storm. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. Does any of our audience know of any news that we've forgotten? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they're like literally we came no, here. Like, no, we we listened to this to get the news. Now, why? Uh, otherwise, yeah. why? Why? You why, why, why would you, we? You are confused, Miss Morrissey. That's <laughs> the way the news is supposed to flow. <laughs> but beyond that, we have the UK Games Expo stuff and things going on here. Yeah, yeah. Have you had any time to wander around the halls yet? Really briefly, not properly, no. Uh, and then I, did, and I ran into someone and they stopped and talked to me for about forty-five minutes, and then I had to come. Oh, great. That's a great story. Peter, have you had a chance to wander the halls? I I have been doing a bit of wandering the halls, and um, I would like to recommend the Dark Star for who do molten metals. They're sort of a paint for, like, little minis company, and they've got some Uh nice paints. And they promised me a a way to thin my metallic paints so that they do not end up looking horrible, which I can assure you is a big deal for me, although possibly of less interest to people who aren't me. But more relevantly, they also provided... Uh, super glue so that I could fix Russ's glasses <laughs> and everyone was much happier yes. especially yes. Russ who can now see things well yeah, yeah. Like, I can see things mm. that's a lie yeah, <laughs> we were playing games back at the, uh, the so we rented so we rent an Airbnb for yes. us and the volunteers for EM Publishing to come along and uh, it's got a little living room so we're playing games in it and uh, you just couldn't read any of the cards and you were getting annoyed the cards were badly designed <laughs> no okay <laughs> okay <Before> human eyeballs <laughs> Everyone else was fine. Well, you must have weird human eyeballs then. Because mine are perfectly normal, I assure you. What a mean thing to say to me. (laughs) Rude. That's rude. I have have reached a stage of my life where I have to wear reading glasses. That's fine. Lots of Um, people wear glasses. Why are you mad? I don't like it. Why are you mad? Just get longer arms, Russ. It'll be fine. Anyway, Russ's glasses (laughs) broke on the way here, but now they're fixed. Thanks to those lovely people. I'm very focal contact lenses, so I won't have to. If they work, this is the tangent that we that gets edited yes, out normally yes. when we talk about other things. Should we? Should we? Should we stop doing that? This is, this is but one of many. <laughs> yeah, Peter, yeah. do you have another thing you were going to share there? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like uh, Fumble Folks tabletop RPG content creators, they did a Ooh. very nice book uh, called something like Ritual Magic in Five E, and uh, nice. it's got witches and a subclass for fighters and some for monks, and yeah, it just looked like quite a nice little change to. Uh, have less combat magic, more non-combat magic, and uh, allow a bit of role play around it. So I thought that was that was quite nice. So oh, they're in the hall, nice. they're in the hall as well. Fumble folks. I saw something. Uh, so Did you? This isn't a role playing game though, but it was yes. it was like a starship combat game. I mean, we were not like okay. I like spaceships. That's true. They are yep. my favourite thing. Who doesn't? He does um, like spaceships. I do like spaceships. Yeah. And it was this game where you had this sort of like map, and you had these like flat plastic spaceships, and then you moved them by flicking them. Oh. And then when they fired at when they fired at each other, yes. I can't remember what this was called now. Flick 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 fleet. There you flick go. Fleet. Richard knows what it is. Okay. A qu- quality audience. I'm love. I'm loving it. It's like <laughs> they know stuff. It's like okay. Whereas we'd be like Google save <laughs> us. But then when you when you fire something, you put you put like the red D10 on top of the ship that's firing, and then you mm-hmm. flick it at the target. Oh, okay. And if you hit the target when you flick it, you hit. And then what the 
G10 says when you hit it is like whatever the damage, damage it is you do. That's a really clever idea. Nice. I like it. That's really cool. Are you going to steal some ideas for your Starship game? No, I'm not going <laughs> to flick things in my Starship game. Okay. My, my Starship game is going to be flick free. <laughs> Good, we'll free. put that on the marketing. You've heard it here first. Yeah. Okay, yeah. excellent. Right. Did you find anything, Jess? No, I've been, I've been on the stand all morning demoing uh, the, our game. Oh. Split the Horde. Uh, which you can come and play throughout the day. Which has very, very clear cards, which human beings can read, I, I promise you. This was, yeah, this was the prototype copy that Russ couldn't read. And everyone else was like, we can read it fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not how it's going to look anyway, because it's having the art done and the graphic yes. design done, all these lovely things. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I've been demoing that this morning, which has been really fun. Um, so I've just been like stealing treasure off people and getting them to negotiate things with me. Mm. Um yeah. So just like your day-to-day job, really. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I won both games, but I don't think that's really I counts that really because because um, I'm the only person that's played it before. <laughs> um, but yeah, but anyway, that was fun. So I haven't wandered around the halls, but I will maybe tomorrow okay. when I get okay. a chance. I think we're probably done with the news then, aren't we? I think we're done. It was long. Are we done? Yeah. Okay. But Russ. Yes, Jessica. There's so many games here at the UK Games that's Expo. What would you say your favourite game is here? Oh. That's a bad, bad segue. <laughs> yes, like, and. Yes, on, and. No, no, no. My favourite game in all the world, Jessica. Is that the game that you referred to? Yes, yes, it is. Wow, oh, and, and wouldn't you know, there is a beautiful song that comes... There was a beautiful song. When is, yeah. yes. Uh, and today, live... But, but, but we, are, we are recording live. How can we possibly play the if game of our favourite? Only the person who sang that song were here. Only. Oh, no, wait, they are. Dun, dun, wow. dun. Would you like to come up and sing the song? Let's give a round of applause. Whose microphone do you want there to you use? Uh, so this is Dr. Wilco, who did the vocals for the original song for the Kickstarter game, for those who remember it. Uh. <laughs> um, we, we haven't got Daryl here to do the uh, the guitar, but we'll, we'll be fine. A cappella, I believe it's called. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. It's happening. Let's go. Okay. Are we ready? It's time to play our favourite game, it's time to play the game. Our favourite game in all the world. Guess the Kickstarter just from just the name. Fantastic! That was amazing. What what a a live podcast. Thank you so (laughs) much. There we go. Okay. Make it happen. So now, now, audience participation time. We've got a twist on the game. So normally it would be me asking Jess and Peter or a guest... Mm-hmm. to kickstart a spirit we're gonna do this in reverse and we at the beginning of the show before we started recording asked the audience if they could look up a kickstarter with a yes. weird cool name and did anyone do that how many people have done it oh three yes. four, oh, four, oh, so four. Many. okay we got four oh, not sure okay. i can match that we've got four okay let's go, let's go. so um yeah so they are going to ask us and we're going to try and guess the kickstarter from just the name what could possibly go wrong? I am so looking forward to this. You're going to be great. I think you should go first because you don't normally do get to now? play and it's your favourite. What, what a good idea, Jess. So do you want to wow. pick, do you do you want to go first and guess and then you can pick the, who, 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 words. All right, Neil. Good. What's your one? Okay, uh, studium, no exit. Studium, no exit. Could you spell studium for me? S-T-U-D-I-U-M, no exit. Wow, that sounds like some kind of escape room in a TV studio type game. It and is a role-playing game, just to help you out, just to you limit your... role-play yeah. being in an escape room. 
could you not? You could actually be an escape room. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So I think it's a, a role-playing adventure yes. or game set in a TV studio and there's zombies okay. and you have to escape mm-hmm. but there's no exit. There we go. That was my guess. How close am I? What, what is it? It's a, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a role-playing board game. Uh-huh. Oh. It's Unravel the Mysteries of the Studium in a gothic horror fantasy role-playing board game. A gothic um, horror fantasy role-playing game. I'm just going to repeat that just because of the microphone. Point. Yes. Un, so, un, Unravel the Mysteries. Unravel the Mysteries. Of the Studium. Of the Studium. In a gothic horror fantasy in a role-playing board game. Gothic role-playing fantasy role-playing game. I think I got that. I think no, 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 yeah. no. The, the judge is the yeah. person that asks yeah. the question. How many points All can right. Russ have for that? How many points do I get? How, how many, how, how many yeah. points? From between one and infinity? Yes. Yeah. Um, and negative points were actually... Negative points <laughs> are an acceptable answer. That's what I recall. 64,000. 64,000 points for Russ. There's wow. one okay. to beat. The bench Everything has been set. I think it's clear that I'm in the lead. <laughs> Currently, Are we going first. Yes. Yeah. Right. Peter, would you like to go next? Yeah, go on then. Who would you like to ask your? Who has looked up a yeah, Kickstarter? You made eye contact. Yes. Okay. Um, what is nasty, brutish, and long? <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, sounds Excuse very me. Uh, just, in just in case the microphone didn't get it. Nasty, brutish, and long. Nasty, brutish, and long. It yeah. feels like a reference to the Hobbesian concept of life being nasty, brutish, and short. So. I'm going to say this is about a civilization composed of uh, wizards or elves or elvish wizards and how they are all getting together and basically bickering for all eternity. Uh, Much like the host of this podcast. Hey! Um, and I feel this is, uh, yeah, this is this feels like quite a story-driven game rather than like a tactical gridded combat one. Um like possibly some sort of custom system so that that's what that says to me anyway how am i doing uh, yeah i think you, you what made, uh, um not completely right it's no. a, sim- a simple rpg yes. about lives complicated by revolution right so right fantasy rpg class war drama mm. and you know it, it is about relationships it is a story different thing mm. it does look pretty custom to me Fantastic, mm. thank you very much. Do you, want, do you want to give a summary? Oh, okay, so a game, a simple RPG of class-based conflict and revolution with a lot of fantasy elements. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. Yeah. How many points yeah. would you give, Peter? One million. <gasps> one oh. million points? One mi- yeah, that, well, thank you very much. I demand a recount. <laughs> Well, well, we can. Just, yeah, it's sixty-four thousand to a million is the count. Yep. I have confirmed. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Okay, so uh, another question. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Is it who else who, who had? Else did one? Were there two? Yes. Ether Nexus. Ether Nexus. Right. Ethan or Ether. 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 Ether oh. Nexus <laughs> would be such <laughs> not, a cool not name. Not called Ethan Nexus. <laughs> I I hope it's maybe it's written by Ethan Nexus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, I hope so. Uh, so um. Get it spelled. Get it spelled. So something terrible is oh. is happening. Clearly, Guess the nexus. That's, I mean, uh, we all agree on that. Ups, that's upsetting. <laughs> uh, it happens in the ether, obviously, in this setting where it is set in a sort of spacey fey thing, uh, and I think. Um, it's a spacey fair. I haven't been in this game in a long time. I forgot how bad I am. <laughs> uh, so uh, 
Ethan Nexus. So I think it is um, like a multiverse space thing and it's all going wrong and you need to fix it because a bad person is doing bad things. How's that? It <laughs> <laughs> was so good until you had your last stab at it. Um, powered by the Mecha Hack, it's a high fantasy oh. world shattered by calamity and preserved High power words shattered by calamity. Okay. In, in artifact armor. Wow. So knights in artifact armor as well. So kind of spacey fey. Until you said multiverse, I think you were dead on. Okay, great. Yeah. How many points, more importantly? So I think, um, I think it was closer than Peter's guess, so Ooh. a million and three points. A million and three <laughs> points? <laughs> wow. Amazing. But we do have one, um, more. one more question. How shall this be open? Should, yeah. we, should we all have a guess? And then yeah. whoever gets the closest gets the an points. extra million points. Ooh. So then it's everything oh. to an play for. Trillion points. Oh. Okay, an if you like, points. if you like, okay. if you like. Okay, okay. what is okay. the, what is one, the final, final one? Yeah. We've got Dragon Dancer. Dragon I think it's about dragons. <laughs> Who would like to go first? I, well, I think it's about dragons. Do you? Yeah. Is that it? You? Okay. Yeah. Mm. What would you want? <laughs> um, well, dowsing is when you use like divination to locate things, isn't it? With a stick or something. Stick finds water. I didn't, I, I I didn't know that. Yeah. So okay. it's, it's, it's a dragon that can find... Oh, or are you Do trying to know. use the sticks to find the dragon? Or are you trying to use the sticks to find the dragon? Oh, interesting. So it's a dragon stick Something poking game. Dragons. When yes. the stick is on fire, you found the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's my guess then. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's about locating dragons using sticks. Sticks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> this is all very facile interpretation. I think it's all about <laughs> dragons sort of dowsing. They're actually searching for gold and valuable elements. In fact, it's um, sort of a Shadowrun-esque style uh, modern fantasy where dragons are using their innate ability to sense value and they're going around the world helping found sort of oil reserves and uh, gold and other things yeah, which are buried underneath the ground. So I think out of the three of you, Russ is close. Yes! It Tell me I'm wrong. Though, it was a dowsing crystal. Which uh, is the same thing as a stick. But there are yeah. dragons in it. It's a one-player solo RPG. Uh -huh. Rescue and rear dragons. Yeah, that's dowsing. exactly what I said, yeah. Oh. That's pretty much what so, I said uh, as well. So, dragons. You just said dragons. I and I was correct. Okay, so for, 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 the, uh, for the microphone, because it probably didn't pick that yeah. up, oh, yes. I'll just say it has been confirmed that I was exactly correct. 100% and I've never yeah. Uh, One trillion no, points no. and sixty-four thousand points. So I win the game. Mm. I am the best. Oh, well, okay. As we all yes. knew, anyway. You know, I, I feel you really need the win today, so I'm going <laughs> to let you have it. Yes, fair. Uh, landing party to Enterprise. We have arrived at the coordinates. We'll report in when we locate the K5 transwave particle. Be on your guard. We want a strange new world. Anything could be out here. I mean, I do like these snazzy new shirts that they've given us. Oh, a lovely shade of red, yes. Ah, uh, let's chit-chat, more searching. Spread out and scan for unusual gamma wave emissions. I mean, it's a shame the captain, you know, couldn't make it on this mission, though. Oh, yeah, he said he had a stomach bug. Mmm, probably that Andorium curry he had last night. Ah, what's this? I'm detecting some life forms. The ship sensors said there were no life forms on Betty Alpha 19. Well, then what could it be? A half dozen. Beyond that ridge, I'm eating humanoid? Klingons? Romulans? Ah, stay alert. Phasers on stun. Why? Why what? Why do we put our phasers on stun? Oh, it's Starfleet regulations, Ensign. 
No lethal force unless absolutely necessary. Look, on the ridge, two, no, three. Who are they? Well, then, they're not Romulans, that's for sure. Oh, Klingons, perhaps we have found new life, a, a new civilization. I suggest we boldly go. They're bridging. They have weapons drawn. Ah, spread out. Try to look non-threatening. But not too non-threatening. No, no, not too non-threatening. Uh, so how threatening should we look? Oh, just kind of casually threatening, but non-hostile. Well, I'm glad I took uh, drama classes at the Academy. Look out! Pew, pew, pew! Laser shots! (laughs) 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 Take cover! We're under attack! Landing party to Enterprise, get us out of here! Uh, No response, Lieutenant. They must be jamming our transmissions. Uh, Can I set my phaser to kill now? Uh, Yes, set phasers to maximum and return fire. I knew these red shirts were a terrible idea. Well, I don't know. I think they're rather flattering. They'll look less flattering when they have giant laser burns in them. I've got one! Five to go! And another! Good shooting. We might get out of this after all. And then Russ stopped writing. And this happens every week. He'll just stop like that and be like, what should I do? And I'm like, I assumed you knew where you were going. And you wrote... Usually, I, I, usually I do get somewhere, but not I, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be like just as good as our usual sketches. Does anyone have any ideas how we can end that sketch? <laughs> yeah, great. So this is. We're, look, we're not going to crowdsource the entire podcast. That's not how this works. They no, that's what we are doing this week. Okay, fine. We're doing that this week. <laughs> yeah. No okay. one knows how to finish. No that. one knows how to finish that sketch. That's fine. But we're not going to finish it. Either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fair. To be fair, I think it's impossible. Yes. Okay. Right, okay, so... Are we just stopping? Are we just moving on? Yes. Uh, I think we're just moving on. Okay, okay good luck, Let's Daryl. Let's pretend that never happened. Okay. <laughs> Malak the Maleficent here. If, like me, you're enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing on Patreon for exclusive bonus content every week and the warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing you are helping to keep the show going. Subscribe at patreon.com slash Morris. There, I said it. Can you stop staring at me like that now? The things I do. All right, all right. Don't forget patreon.com slash morris can i go now should we do some listener questions questions i have some from the internet for people that couldn't be in the room with us on this fine day no i I have some couldn't be bothered to turn up get to ask questions when we have some fine people here well, oh. how about this? We could do both. <gasps> what? Trace talk. Right. Let's go. All right. Uh, okay. So, I have a question for role for performance. Uh, so, what rules from different TTRPG systems do you like implementing in other games? Uh, so, they said they've been playing Pathfinder and love the secret roles for certain moments to stop themselves from accidentally metagaming um, a natural one on Insight. Mm. I include my countdown rules in every game I play. I, I I use that as well. Everyone uses that. I, yeah. I use your countdown rules. Oh, there you go. That's, yeah, good. There That's you go. a good answer. Good I, can't, I can't say your countdown rules because that was going to be mine. Um, oh. Well, Peter, they're my gonna, countdown rules, so I get to claim them. I That's can't fair. say his countdown rules either. That's all right. What were you going to say? Uh, what's the question again? What rules from different TTRPG yeah. systems do you like implementing in other games? Oh, clocks and fronts. Like, absolutely fantastic from Blaze in the Dark. Mm-hmm. And they're just ways to keep track of escalating threats and problems. Oh, yes. I have one actually for me. It's not really 
really a rule, but it's more, you know, during Fate, when you do character gen, you kind of have everybody have a story and they guest star in each other's games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I generally like to do something like that in most session zero, so there's a reason that the party know each other and have a reason to hang out and don't just like immediately we leave. Did this question like last week or something? Did we? Oh. It feels like we did. But they asked so, it one day ago. Oh. Oh. The audience is nodding, Russ. I don't know. We've had, we've had. <laughs> I think you did. I really? The answer was, oh, they, yeah. uh, countdown, I do that in every game. Yeah. What is happening? I don't remember this. They they wrote this one day ago. It's on Twitter. I'm not. <laughs> Short-term memory. Ha ha ha. What's the other question, Jess? Did we ask? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Does any of our audience have a question? Okay. Wait, wait, I, is no, the other one? Is the other one? Like, did we answer it last week? How do you deal with keeping all players up to date and informed when the plot lines in a long campaign? You know, when real life gets in the way and people have to skip a week. Oh, I don't think we did that. So any trip? No? Oh, good. I was worried, like, I don't know what was happening. Okay. So, yeah. So how do you deal with keeping all players up to date and informed about plot lines in a long campaign? Any tricks, oh. hints, techniques, or tips? Just have a group email that someone sends out at the end of every session, just keeping everyone up to date. That's basically it. Do you want to know a super nerdy thing I do that I'm doing in my campaign now? I make uh, a video... Uh, which I do an, a voiceover going previously on <laughs> and I do a summary for two minutes yeah. and then I have a screen for like the last 15 seconds that has other things to note which has like factual information about stuff happening that may be useful yeah I've put too much effort into yeah. this game yeah. yes. uh, I'm new at GMing this year so I'm still mm. in that yay mode where I'm doing well, all the things super common way of doing it is you just ask the, one of the players mm-hmm. to summarise what happened last week at the beginning of each session the, the note taking so the, person yeah you basically are, well it could be a different person each week no. you just ask yeah. them to do a previously on <coughs> okay so no. that's, that's a way that we often do it Any, do what do you do Peter well one time I did have to draw together the strands from quite a long running campaign so I recited it as epic poetry oh wow that was quite a lot of effort yeah yeah it just needed doing. There's been a lot going on. Okay. Yeah. Like a bard. Okay. Yes. All right then. So, have any of you fine fine people got questions for us? Yes, a question. So, how would you adapt a typical fantasy game so that has sort of it's more like horror based? Because horror games will be fashionable right now. Mm. Yeah. All the rules there seems to be bad matches. Yeah. So the question was, how would you adapt a typical fantasy game to play a horror-based scenario uh, because most fantasy games aren't really mechanically suited to doing that. Is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I just play a different game, but that's not the question, is <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you can do horror in a fantasy setting because horror, I mean, a lot of it is in the tone and in the role play. I think you can yeah. get around a lot of the time. Uh, so you can build tension. Like, I think fear is mostly in the unknown and what you don't see. So the longer you can leave it where they don't see the thing. Mm. Uh, and a fantasy came that could be anything like Fae or, yeah. or something like this. I think system really matters, though, because in D&D, you yeah. just kind of know that you can always hit it and kill it. Whatever it is, pretty much, because that's just how the game works. Whereas in Call of Cthulhu, you yes. pretty much know you can't. And the, and the system pretty much tells you that. I mean, yeah, there are systems definitely better for yeah. horror. So I don't really know. But in um, fairness, the question wasn't specifically 5e. It was no, for no, fantasy no. setting. Yeah. You'd have to hack it quite a bit, I think, yeah. to do it really well. What do you think, Peter? I think the mechanics are probably a bit of a red herring in that. 
Hi. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just waving at the person whose work I've been editing who has written an excellent uh, horror in uh, fifth edition. So that's pretty good. And the way this was Thanks. achieved, yeah, you're welcome. I liked it. Um, and the way this was, <laughs> it's a bit random, but you know, it was, it was going to happen sooner or later. Uh, so the way this was achieved is by paying more attention to the forms because you have like sort of tropes that you would mm-hmm. like to carry off with a fancy story. And here, what we had was essentially sort of a supernatural whodunit with certain amounts of misdirections about... Uh, it's got the right setting, as in the local area, which is a, uh, a, a, a marsh, a swamp, which is covered with these intense, almost su- actually supernatural mists. And the further you delve into them, the mm-hmm. more that your sense of reality is toyed with and played with to create um, what should be, like, the the history of the place becomes more and more weird. And become, and as that happens, you're more likely to encounter supernatural elements which you're dealing with. And then as you head towards the end, there is the traditional, ha-ha, we have defeated the monster. We're done now. Let's all have a rest. And that's when they attack. <laughs> so, um... I'm not, I haven't run it, but I'm like, okay, that is a good way to do it. Yeah. Because it's not requiring things. Like, I think a lot of people try and put mechanics on it. Like, yeah. horror, mental sanity hit points and so forth. Mm. And, well, Call of Cthulhu can do that. Mm-hmm. That's not where it's strongest, if that makes sense. Like, the, the games where they're doing it the best, it's not the mechanics that are doing the work. It's the uh, it's the storytelling. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. That, it, it's true, you do hate mechanics, yes. Who, um, I so also your poor hate car maintenance guy. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. I think really it's about the characters and how they feel in a horror campaign. I think traditionally in fantasy, people are feeling powerful and strong and heroic. Yeah. But in horror, you want people to feel like, oh no, you're not in control, you're not safe. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so yeah, so letting so having characters not feel powerful and heroic and like they're in charge of the situation as characters, yeah, All right. not as players. You want players to feel safe. Play, play, play first edition. Or play first edition as, as a wizard. wizard. Annual experience. That's a much better horror. joke than any of us yeah. said. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Uh, why no, are we the here? house cat. Yeah. The house cat. He always likes to take over the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay. Anyone okay. else got a question? Yes. How do you see uh, AI affecting uh, role-playing? How do you yeah, see... There's rumours that maybe people are trying to develop AI dungeons. Okay, so how do you see AI affecting role-playing? And what about the rumours of AI dungeon masters, was the question? We we were talking about this, was it we yesterday? We were talking about it. I mean, from the industry yes. side of it, mm-hmm. I think it's ma- going to be massively, massively disruptive to the point where, you know, I, I'm thinking, what are we going to do? I mean, you know, when... when Someone can go online and just have an AI provide an ad- a competent adventure mm-hmm. for you in a second. Why did they need to buy an adventure from a, from us? So that is something, I don't know whether that will happen, but I can see it happening. And how that will affect the industry, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's something to worry about, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's very unknown. I think, I, I think there's some things that humans are always going to do better than AI generally and maybe not adventure writing and things like that by maybe designing rules and mechanics and stories because 
human beings we love stories and that's we like myth and legend and it's how we make sense of our world and ai doesn't do that in the same way it doesn't do story it will be able to mimic it will be better than the ai but the ai will be better than humans that aren't great at doing it and in any industry there are always below average people by definition because there's an average yeah like yeah like, like you have me. a full-time yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And, um, and, and and so yeah, so like at the extremes, like the, the yeah. really good people will still be great and be able to be able to do it. But most people, I think, maybe might struggle so to compete with the. So almost what you're know. saying is it's going to elevate the industry. Then I, I don't know. So if I you're going to be making role-playing games, you're going to have to be really good. At it. Really good. At really it. Really but is that at it, not yeah. the, currently the case? Mm, is it? Uh, I, I don't know. Well, well, it, it sounds like from what you're saying that it's going to be very hard for people to get a toehold mm. in the industry. Yeah. Because everyone's first adventure isn't going to be very good. Yeah. So you feel that they would be contending heavily with these AI-generated adventures. Is that, yeah. is that about right? You know, I don't know, do yeah. I? I'm just guessing. Yeah. No, well, no, absolutely. I mean... I mean, AI yeah. is a tool, so it's, it's all in how you use it, yeah. I guess. I, I, I mean, for for me, the, the, the chief problem is that we don't know what intelligence actually is. We don't have a good definition. We don't have any actual ability. Not sitting behind this table. <laughs> that's, that's, true. Right, that's very true. We don't have a way to measure okay. it in humans. So how would then one scope and build this thing? It's like it's got to be made. How would we do it? It's like you can teach stuff, but there's some really fascinating debates going on, like uh, Tim Gebru, Emily Bender. They've got some really interesting things, like the Thai Library Experiment, which is Thai is a very hard language to uh, read if you because it doesn't bear any resemblance to most of the uh, th- things. It's not like an alphabet, and there's no particular punctuation. So if you go into a library, uh, the National Library in Thailand, and they've removed all the illustrations and um, like the covers and so forth, and you've just got the text to work with, could you learn Thai? And that is a much easier challenge than that faced by a computer because we're humans and we have some idea how humans work. So, like, getting itself into a position where it can understand stuff would be very difficult. But practically speaking, you've got things like ChatGPT, which I, because I am occasionally, sometimes uncharitable, have described as computationally expensive autocorong because what it does is it doesn't know what an adventure is, but it knows what a formulaic adventure looks like. So it can scrape a whole pile of creative people's work and give you something that looks like an adventure. Will it make sense? Maybe. Could you edit it into something that works? Probably, yeah. But would it be good? I'm very uncertain. Yeah. And, and certainly, it, because it does not ultimately know what it is doing, because there's no actual intelligence there, it's Yet. it's doing autocorrect just on a very large, very computationally expensive scale. I don't think it, it will make anything that works. But I don't know. I'm not an expert in the I'm, field. But that's that's my understanding today. I, I think it could make things that work and that are okay. But I'm hoping that it will like, elevate the industry because mm. you'll have to stand out to be different. And I hope it will cause innovation. Because yeah. in order to stand out, if you're a human writing something, you'll need to do something new and different. And then they, I, the I can't yeah. do that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Can't do anything new. Yeah. yeah. Is this yeah, one of a question? Wait. Yeah. 
generation, like you were saying, that epic poem about what's happened, where you used to mm-hmm. really deep write a poem about what the events were. Right, yeah. 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 And yeah. Like you need loads of food in the tavern. Yeah, yeah. So for that sort of thing, I mean, just uh, I'll say it again for the microphone, just because. Um, uh, but what she said was um, uh, uh, they use uh, uh, ChatGPT chat yep. extensively during the game mm-hmm. to do things like write maybe an epic poem or mm-hmm. a, a tavern menu or or, or stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And I think it's I think it's probably really really good for that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, definitely. And yeah. it could definitely take the place of a lot of sort of random table generation oh, kind yeah, of yeah. Type stuff. That yes. Do. Uh, yeah, a real yeah. spur to creativity. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So I think definitely it can do that. Yeah. Yes. We have another hand. A follow up question. Yes. Stand out, you know, something different. Yeah. yeah. So elevate the industry. Mm. But I'm afraid a cynical part of my brain says, and this is my question, we disagree. Mm-hmm. The mass buying public, you know, the 5e fans want something different. Interesting. Um, Do 5e fans want different adventures? Yes. Will it, ele- will it elevate or will people be just like, well, it costs less than a dollar, I'll buy that? Um, that. I don't think necessarily it's a sort of like single group with a single vision or desire. Mm-hmm. Um, different people want different things. I don't... I mean, people know what they like, I guess, but I don't know. Do 5e fans want something different? I don't know how to answer the question. Yeah, that's tricky. <laughs> like, yeah, because I think in uh, the industry we can we. Four five fans generally. I will speak for all of them. All right, you, uh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like five e is obviously the biggest and best known game in the industry, and lots of people play it. But many of us that are have other indie games that aren't as well known, aren't as popular, that we might say this is more creative, this is more innovative, this has this. Yeah. Um, so I, some things will never be mass market, but I think that's okay because I don't think everyone needs to play it in order for something to be good. Like, and so when I'm saying the industry will have innovation and things like that, I don't mean it will change. So suddenly, you know, there'll be no more people playing different things. There's always going to be people playing mass market things, and maybe there will be some RPGs you can buy for a pound because somebody's, you know, done AI stuff mm. or gives you access to something you can do. But I think there will always be people that are willing to invest in games and in creativity and doing other things because people are now. Yeah. And I think, like, uh, I think it was Jonathan Tweet that said it. Um, He he said that basically there was a point where, I don't think resented is the word, but was kind of like conscious of D&D being like the the big figure and how a smaller Mm -hmm. smaller outfit couldn't compete. Yeah. But then came to realise that what those people playing D and D was were the, his potential future customers. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, and the the five E and D and D was creating that market, yeah. and bringing doing all the player acquisition, and a, even if just a tiny percentage of that kind of filters off yeah. to play new stuff for us small companies, that's a lot of people, yeah. and that's good. So yeah. generally, we have a, like a slice of the pie, and if the pie gets bigger, it's a oh, bigger slice. slice. Is a little bigger, yeah. 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 yeah, and who doesn't like pie? I do like pie. <laughs> yeah. um, I can't speak for either none or all of 5e fans, but mm. uh, I can only speak for myself. Mm. So I think it's like, it's basically going to depend on whether it's any good. Because like, if it produced some complete nonsense, like, I don't know, four underground temples dedicated to different elements and so forth which which had a cult and maybe a demon prince associated with it and it didn't have a particular connection for any of these or any ways to like 
spot how they go together, I think that would be pretty bad. And I wouldn't want, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to play that because that would sound terrible to me. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And we are at half four. Yes. So yes. do we want to wind up now? Yeah, unless no. we have any other questions or anything. Well, yes. It was just one I was thinking on. I think we might have discussed the same idea a bit. So feel mm -hmm. free to kind of distill this. But we're in, we're in a few groups right now who are kind of finishing off mm. the base campaign. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there is obviously a bit of a desire to maybe move on. Yes. So I guess what is the... How would you go about taking a group of people who are kind of... I've only really played one system mm. and try and get them to try other things. Okay, so for the um, microphone, how would you get people who have only played 5e and try and get them to move on to play other things once uh, 5e campaign is over? It's basically the question, is that right? Yeah. 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 I, in, my, in my experience, yeah. and certainly for my group, is if someone really wants to run something, everyone's happy to play it. So I don't know whether I'm just lucky in that sense, but um it's just it's all dependent on the gm if there's a gm that's really enthusiastic about running something everyone's probably going to be enthusiastic about playing it because it, you know an enthusiastic gm is a good game whatever the game mm -hmm. is kind of how it works with us so maybe i'm not the best person to answer that because i'm maybe. quite lucky with my group in that sense i would i would say one thing is having an attitude at the table that everyone doesn't need to know the rules and that's okay but i have that attitude at every table because i never know any of the rules ever <laughs> as a player i generally turn up and have you know i'd say if you're introducing someone to a new system have a pre-done character sheets and plan for it to be a one shot just to like yeah. introduce them to it like you know get the first one's free kids style um <laughs> and tell them they don't need to do any rules prep and that they just come along and and so they can say hey i want to do this how do i do it and you say okay if you want to do that you just da 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 and you talk sure it through the it. has as much information on it as they need but not yeah. so much information that they're going to get overwhelmed yes so if they want to use an ability it should tell them what that ability is and how to use it yeah but you don't want to give them like five pages of stuff yes. to absorb. And I generally do a one-page rules summary for the basic things that you need to know. Mm. And so you can put them in front of them and be like, that's kind of what you need to know. So they can read that in advance if they'd like. Mm. So basically, I just say, I'm doing a one-shot using this system. Come over, play this. I've got your character pre-done. And then just not expect them to know anything. And generally, they'll learn through play. And then that's yeah. a more ex I mean, that's enjoyable I experience. Yeah. I guess that depends on how crunchy the system is for yeah. you because maybe some systems that would not work so what we're saying is we don't assign them a 400 page homework assignment to, to, to read and absorb and uh, possibly no. pass a test before being allowed to play yes nah, okay we won't do so that, that that's the approach I've taken when doing it do it as a one shot don't yeah. expect them to have to learn anything it's like just come and play it and they play it like oh that was quite fun actually so then you can go and now I'm doing a campaign of this hmm. I wonder about you Peter of coffee well I suppose for me it's like a 5e campaign can basically be like just signing up for sports practice and you're saying yeah How? every wednesday evening for the next three four years you're just going to show up at this time we'll go play for three hours okay. and that that is quite a lot to sign up for something when you don't really know what it is so i quite favor one shots mm -hmm. i uh like this wednesday i was playing a rabbit in a game called The Warren, which is a vague powered by the apocalypse hack. Um, and basically it was heavily, heavily influenced by Watership Down. <laughs> so yeah, we, we we were not having a good time. It was like we were rabbits, man. <laughs> but yeah, we like our characters weren't having a good time. We were having a great time. And yeah. someone who had never role played before had come along 
and it was like, I guess this is. I guess this is how one role plays. First, you make your rabbit. Imagine, <laughs> uh, imagine uh, that's your first gaming experience, a watership to rabbit. They, I, I mean, quite frankly, they seem to be loving it. So I, I've, I've, yeah, because uh, everyone else around the table was um, focusing on the role playing, which yeah. is more like a, having a kickabout or, or throwing. I, I realise I'm using a sports metaphor and this have lost <laughs> large parts of my audience, but please, yeah. please bear with me. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have another question. A follow on. 5E is about to move on, right? We're going to wait for the $70 5E, but not 5E edition. Yes. It's not a new edition. They've been very, very clear about that. The audience has that. broken out into a fierce argument about whether the seventy dollars books for fifth edition are going to be a new edition or not. They very clearly stated it's not a new edition. Uh, anyway, please continue. Is your radar tingling that that is the moment to take a bigger slice of the pie? Is that the moment five games ago? Well, it's changing. I don't play all. You're different. I'm going to look at different. Yeah, so, so the question summary was with 5e and it changing and not being a new edition no one said that um, <laughs> and the prices are going up is that an opportunity for small publishers to get a larger slice of the pie uh, if people are going to be looking elsewhere for other games is that a good rambly uh, summary yeah if people are going to be looking elsewhere then yeah if, if that is the case I don't know whether they're going I mean, to be um, I think people have already started looking elsewhere because mm, in mm. January... Yeah, but that's not yeah. for that reason. That was for the OGL stuff. Yeah, yeah, but like this could be another thing like that. Right. I was chatting to someone from from Free League as well mm. and they said they had a really good time in January and mm. we had a good time in really January, time as, January a result, as well. Result. And I'm wondering... Because basically, the, the, everyone knows the OGL thing, but basically they did something that annoyed their fan base and their fan base went, we'll go somewhere else. Mm. And so if the fan base is annoyed by something... They'll go somewhere else. Mm. And I also think, I'm hoping the attitude is a yes and thing. Because I think sometimes people think, oh, I play 5e and just this. It's like, well, you can play lots of games. Like, we all have films we like, but we don't just watch that one film. We watch lots, hopefully. Maybe someone's looking at me like, no, I only watch the never-ending story. (laughs) I watch the never-ending story constantly and nothing else. Why would Um, you come for us like this? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, But yeah, yeah, I'm hoping that it becomes a thing where people try lots of different systems and it's just... It would be wonderful if that happened. I'm not not convinced it will, but it would be wonderful if it did. I'm I'm hoping so. Well, generally online... It is an opportunity at the moment for something like that to happen, I think, yes. These kind of reactions to the 1D&D play test they do tend to be fairly positive huh. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not seeing a mass a lot of people going oh I, I hate that they're making a new edition it, I'm going to stop playing but it, will they hate the price it's hard the price to, it's price. hard to say what's going on because like for people who've been playing a while it's hard to get your head around how big it is mm. like it it's I've got people coming up to my club who've never played a game, but they know what Dungeons and Dragons is. Like, I haven't heard to play Dungeons and Dragons. They mean they came to play role-playing games. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, at least that's what they end up playing anyway. Um, but because yeah. they've seen actual plays, and this mm. is like, like, and that is just kind of wild to me because the way I found out about it was I was initiated into the arts by some nice people who were like, "Oh yeah, come along! Like, we've got a game game." I'm like, "Okay, game." Oh, is there a board? No, there was no board. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, so like the ways people learn about experience and get into these games are changing and there is a demographic there is a demographic of people for whom this is a lifestyle choice they've got the t-shirts they've got the lunch boxes they've got everything and they are here to play D because it's part almost of their identity it's a lifestyle brand isn't it yeah. that's how yeah. wizards 
trying to market it. Now. And, and, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But there is still an equally, for me, very hard to comprehend number of people who are like, nah, you're right, I'm going to do something else now. A lot of these people are playing Pathfinder. A lot of these people are playing Tales of Funny. A lot of people apparently are playing Advanced Fifth Edition. And I'm like, sweet. Um, but yeah, and there's lots of people just moving off to something completely different. But essentially, the GMs, the, the narrators, the refs are what's important. Because the people who are running the games very much have a say in what's get played. Yeah. So it's, it is two-way street, but there is always a surfeit of players and a deficit of narrators. So in many yeah. ways, that, that's, what's, uh, that's what's driving a lot of these things. It's what the narrators want to do. Peter, you've been talking for so long, I forgot the question. (laughs) It is my way. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw online this big argument on Twitter about... A big argument on Twitter? uh, What? Unbelievable, isn't it? But it's always lovely, lovely, lovely place, Twitter. It's all full of sweetness and light in it. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, About um, an RPG book... Mm. And I couldn't tell you which one it was because I literally just kind of saw it. Yes. Okay. And I've been at UK Games Expo. But um, uh, where the, you know, the what is a role playing game section? I'm going off this because you were talking about earlier about oh, yeah, yeah. people coming. Yeah, I saw this. Yeah, yes, sorry. People, people coming mm. to your club not knowing what a role playing yes. game is. So, um, and, what, and, and it literally just said, because normally you get sort of like several paragraphs explaining what a role playing game is. It was the yes. Die RPG. It was the Die RPG. Yes. Okay. Ah, Kieran Gunless, uh, yes. Uh, and it just said, Google Dungeons and Dragons actual play. That's an RPG. Oh, and just kind of left it at that. Okay, and okay. that kind of like also spoke to the way people do tend to sort of like mm. come into the hobby these days. It yeah. is often by watching Critical Role or something like mm-hmm. that, and it is a good way to learn basically what one is. Yeah. Right. Um, and but there was a big argument on Twitter about it. Like some people yeah. were not happy the mm. the the. The, the book directed people to do that rather than explain right. via text what an RPG was. Yeah. I think it's fine. I, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a good way to get the information. I, I mean, if that's the way people introduce me to RPGs, I wouldn't be playing RPGs. Yeah, because okay. I'm just one of those people who's like, oh, no, this is a video, not text. Mm. So Close what you're saying back. is that's how people should have written it in the books all those years ago, Peter. That if they'd written Google Cricket role in those books all these many, many years ago, I'd be like, what's a Google? Yeah. <laughs> what's a Google? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, I think probably because it is now all 39. Yes. Probably yes. wind up. Wrap yes. Up. Yeah. So, so. Um, thank you, everybody, for coming. Yes, well, thanks I'm so I'm really much. so glad you did because we honestly thought we were going to turn up here and just be sitting here talking to an actor. We'd had a few drinks this evening, as I said, and Russ was like, you know, no one's going to turn up tomorrow. <laughs> I oh, said, no going to <laughs> and I said someone will <laughs> and someone did hey, thank so, so thank yeah, you so very th- much thank you all for coming and um, I guess that's it yeah that's, that's it that's goodbye it. from us live at the UK Games Expo yeah. whoop, whoop. thank you thank Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. 
just go to patreon.com slash morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. Mm, That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here. And this is when I tried to write, like, um, two weeks ago, and I just stopped halfway through because I just couldn't even work out what the joke was going to be. Yeah, Russ does so. this, this weird thing. Like, when I'm writing a sketch, I think of the punchline and what the theme is, and then I, like, you, you write it and get there. Russ just starts writing. It's like, we'll find something funny and wonder into it eventually. And then you go, can someone help me, like, finish this? And I'm like, no, because that's not how you write sketches and jokes.